Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. And I'm Heather. And I'm Charlotte. And we are back from Disneyland. Yay! Yay, but I'm so sad because I, I know it's kind of yay, but it's kind of boo. <laughs> we had the best time. We did. We had so much fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Charlotte, and we're we're all a little bit draggy today. We're a little <laughs> bit tired. We haven't even been home for 12 hours yet. So <laughs> we're just uh, recovering and catching up on stuff. Um, and we are going to be telling you all about our trip. We're gonna tell you. If we have time this week, we'll do it this week. If not, we'll do it in a future podcast because we have a lot to cover, guys. There is so much news. Now, we were in Disneyland, but we did not attend the D23 Expo. We just happened to be there at the same time. Um, And I don't know. All the news happened. As is typical. Every two years, right? It's just like a flood. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just a yeah. flurry of information. Um, but anyways, I already miss you guys. I know. I know. It's only been, what, 12 hours? <laughs> I know. I know. Still. Um, but all I can say is, and we'll get into this later, but Heather, those Earl of Sandwich sandwiches that we bought yesterday were a lifesaver. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they were absolutely everything. We went to, we stopped at Earl's Sandwich on our way out the door yesterday and we bought sandwiches to tide us over. And it was so necessary because when Heather dropped me off at the Burbank airport, I had literally 15 minutes maybe before they started boarding my flight um, to get through security and check my bag. And I had a sandwich, so I didn't even have to stop and buy any food. I just <laughs> ate my holiday turkey, Sammy, um, and it was fantastic. And then I got on the plane and then I got to Denver and I had barely any time, literally at all. I only was able to eat half of my sandwich actually in Denver. Um, so I had my original 1762 and that was perfection. So Aww. thank God I bought them because it was literally, I, I would have had zero time to buy any <laughs> other food. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to eat yours yet? I you did. Safe? I had, I had, um, I had a little bit of each for I, cause I bought three, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I tried a new one. So I had obviously the holiday sandwich because you have to, and the Earl's club, cause that's my other favorite, but I tried a new Earl sandwich. It's the veggie sandwich and it was delicious. It was Ooh. really, really good. Like I, it may, if I'm in the mood for something lighter, I could absolutely substitute that for the holiday sandwich. It was fantastic. Mm, nice. I've heard good things about it. It's so funny because you had said yesterday, like, oh, I'm trying this sandwich. I'm really excited about it. And then on Facebook, one of my friends saw that I had been there and was like, oh, the veggie sandwich is my new favorite. So I thought, oh, I so well. good. I mean, how good can vegetables be? I, and it was fantastic. I loved oh, it. All right. I'm going to have to try that next time. All right. So let's dive into it. Um, let's start off with the Disney Cruise Line news because that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that there's, I mean, it's not super big news, but it's, you know, for those of us who are starving for details on the new Disney Cruise Line ships. We got a teeny tiny piece of information. So we got the new name. Yes. And and um, the art on the back yep. um, after the ship too. Yeah. So we yeah. got the new name, we got the art, and we got when it's going to start sailing. So that's three pretty big details. I'll take them. If it's all I can get, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it is, as many predicted, the name is the Disney Wish. So that was one of the hot contenders for the name. So to the surprise of absolutely nobody, um, 
It is Rapunzel and Pascal who is decorating the stern of the ship. Uh, and it is going to start sailing in January of 2022. Now, that's a little different because we had been told that the new ships were coming in 21, 22, and 23. And I think Disney's relying a little bit on um, fine print here because they yeah. are taking delivery of the ship in at the you know in December of 21 but it's not going to start sailing with passengers on it until January of 22 so i suppose technically that's 21 but eh, they're running behind i think that means yeah <laughs> yeah not really so yeah. which means that we probably won't see the second new ship until January of 23 if we're lucky and then January of 24 for the third new ship so a little bit later than we were hoping for but yeah, yeah i'll take it i think well, Disney Wish, I think that's a really cute name. I think that's cool. And I love the Rapunzel on the back. She's, uh, if you haven't seen it, she's being held up by her own hair and she's cute. painting it. Um, the the atrium concept art looks amazing. I think Ooh, it, it's yeah. so pretty. So. It actually, it looks very identical to the Shanghai Disneyland hotel lobby. It's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought it looked really pretty. It's just light and sparkly and it's blue. So, of course, mm -hmm. I love it. Um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it was really, really pretty. So, very exciting. And we got, I mean, a little more information about the new island that they're working on. But, again, nothing concrete. Just sort of, we're working on it. We're excited. And that was pretty much it. So Yeah, they said they're going to try and do a good environmentalist thing. And that's about it. Not yeah. much. Yeah. All right, so moving on, kind of in the cruise ship vein, but not really. <laughs> we also got more information on the new Star Wars hotel. All right, who wants to talk about the new Star Wars hotel? Probably none of us. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't know, I don't know right. a lot about it. All okay, right. so Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser taking yeah. you to a galaxy far, far away. We still have no opening date. The end. Yeah. yeah. And it's called Halcyon is the name. It's called the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, but the ship name is actually Halcyon. So for those of you who think we're crazy, it's a hotel, but it's shaped like a starship. Yeah. Um, and the and idea is that you're taking a cruise, quote unquote, on this starship. Yes. For they tonight. said it's going to be like a cruise ship on land. Yeah. I'm going to go out and say, like, this is going to be completely unexpected, but I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I'm not the target demographic. The whole Star Wars thing doesn't excite me. But if you're a Star Wars fan, this is awesome. And it's kind of, it feels like a murder mystery weekend, which I love to yeah. do. Yeah. Which, uh, there like, it is. I was thinking, what is she talking about? And then you said that, and I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not running out and spending all this money to do two nights at the Star Wars Hotel, but it feels like a murder mystery concept where you're kind of locked away in this one area, and everybody's got to work together to make something happen. And it's just if you're a Star Wars fan, this is really cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I think I think it sounds really cool, too, but... I just, I'm still not sure because I still need to see a little bit more, I, I think. I want to see a little bit more of everything that they're going to do. Yeah. So it's a set two-night stay. So everybody checks in on the same day and stays for two nights. There's going to be a really unique transport system um, from the quote-unquote ship 
to Batu, which is what where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is located. Um, saw some of the artwork for that. That looks really cool. So it's going to have sort of private entry directly into Galaxy's Edge, which is kind of neat. Um, all of the rooms have a quote unquote view of the galaxy. Um, so and this is what I think we've talked about this before, but this is one of the real sticking points for me is I think it's going to be both very cool and very somewhat unsettling to have a window yeah. that doesn't look out into actual, <laughs> no, no natural light, no natural light. That's a big yeah. thing for me. Well, well it's kind of like, like the, uh, the new restaurant. Room. It's like the new restaurant at Epcot too, right? Like you're dining and looking right. out into space. Like yep. I personally wouldn't like it. I need a little sunlight to make myself happy, but yep. no, yep. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's, it is like an interior room on a cruise ship, you know, because mm-hmm. you've got, You've got that, or maybe like the virtual balcony on the cruise ship, because you've right. got that. I bet they will have light in there. You know, it yeah, won't all it's be just not natural light, right? Yeah. And um, I, I, I mean, I think it sounds really cool uh, for for the most part, but I'm still going. I'm still really nervous about the price tag, and you know, it's two nights. So is that going to where is that going to fit in an, an overall Walt Disney World trip? Are you going to put it on the beginning or at the middle of the end? Yeah, how's that work? Yeah, how's that yeah. gonna work? So yeah, all will be determined, and I'm sure it will be. A, <laughs> I'm sure it will be a really fun thing to do. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you are a hardcore Star Wars fan, or even just sort of a mid-range Star Wars fan, you know, I think it, it it's really going to be very neat. Um, yeah. All right, so moving on to the new technology piece, and I have to admit, I'm super excited about this. If it works the way there's saying it's going to work that's a big if (laughs) (laughs) i think it will be amazing but it is called disney genie and it's basically my disney experience but on steroids like it is a completely customizable itinerary planner and touring plan creator um you tell disney what type of trip you're looking for, what type of attractions you want to do, what kind of shows you want to see. And it generates a step-by-step-by-step-by-step touring plan for you to follow, which I think is so neat. It's completely customizable. um, And apparently it's going to have the type of interactivity where if you can say like, it'll say like, this is your plan. And then it'll even be able to make your fast passes and dining reservations for you. We'll see about that. (laughs) I'm so excited about this, but we all know that Disney and technology are not very good friends. (laughs) They're, I mean, frenemies. Yeah. I think they want it to be, I think they want to be best friends with technology. They're just not. Um, I mean, you know, anybody who's been to the parks in the last couple of years, they've seen how my Disney experience can go down or as of a few weeks ago when the whole system was down and they couldn't check anyone in or anything. So it can be a mess, but I'm really hoping that this is going to be an amazing new addition to the parks. Amazing. Yeah. So. I hope so. I'm I'm all for anything that makes it easier, especially for a first-time visitor who's never been there before. Anything that makes it easier to sort of plan your days and get a sense of what it is you want to do. Now, the my one hesitation with this, and I think, Heather, you had voiced this as well, is that, you know, you don't love uh, having to plan every minute of a vacation. And so mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see 
it's sort of just how this plays into this, you know, does it leave room? Like if I don't want to do that every day, can I have a touring plan for some days and then have other days where I just play it by year? Like, how does that work? Is it, you know, how customizable is it and how flexible is it? Does it leave room for, you know, free time and resort days and pool days, you know, that type of stuff. And what if I don't want to do this ride that you're telling me to do? What if I've changed my mind? What if I want to head back to the hotel and relax? Or what if I want to sit down and have a long lunch? Like how, how much is this going to work with me here? Right. Exactly. Now, according to the release, it is customizable. So you can change your mind like midway through the day. You can say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to change my, you know, and, and it'll update itself, you know, with different suggestions. So, but again, this is all a little bit what Disney calls blue sky. <laughs> you know, we don't know how far along in the development process they are of this. Um, pretty far, or they wouldn't have talked about it at the expo. But, you know, there's a there's still a long time between this and what the reality of it will be. So, I mean, yeah. I think this is, it's really cool. Like how many, you know, websites have been doing you know, itineraries and touring plans for years. And it's finally Disney's getting in on the game themselves. So I yeah. think that's cool. But I also don't like that it's, oh, I'm going to send you updates in real time and this and this. Uh, can we not be on our phones every minute of the day? Like now I have to have my phone out and looking at it, hoping that this is going to send me an update instead of just wandering through the park, enjoying it. So it's, we're just getting a little too into the technology, I think. So it may make it easier, but it also loses the appeal of going to a Disney park and discovering things and looking around and finding all the hidden details. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of it will have to do, you know, with the individual vacationer. How do you like to vacation? How tech savvy are you? You know, there are a lot of people out there that are simply not very tech savvy and have no interest in, in being so. Um, and so, are they going to have a different experience or are they going to potentially miss out on fast passes or, you know, if you just want to make a couple fast passes or a dining reservation, like, is it going to make this more difficult for the more casual vacationer? I don't know. We'll be paying close attention to this one though. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hop over to Epcot because, oh my goodness, so much Epcot news. All right, oh, Sharla, nice. take Take us there. Oh, goodness. Okay, so Epcot um, currently is going, well, we already knew it was going through a major transformation, but uh, now they have decided that there's basically going to be no more Future World. They're going to re-theme three areas, uh, what is now Future World, and now there's going to be four neighborhoods of Epcot. World Showcase is going to remain. With some new attractions, which we'll get to, but um, World Celebration, World Nature, and World Discovery are the three new uh, new lands, I guess, or re renamed lands. Um, World Discovery is going to be um, over the where the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride is, and I guess Test Track is still, and Mission Space are still going to be there. Mm -hmm. World Celebration is in the middle with Spaceship Earth, which is getting a new narration and a new show i'm not sure how much they're updating but uh, at least a whole new narration and world nature which is um i guess that's where soren is and um the seas and some some new things in there too so it's like it seems like everything at epcot is changing yeah 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 um, um and, and then, then world, world showcase is getting several new attractions some which we knew of some we did not so this is cool. Um, with Mary Poppins is coming and um, 
the Ratatouille ride, which we knew about. Sorry, my, my thing just made me log back in. Um, <laughs> and um, the Beauty and the Beast sing along. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast sing along. That was the other one. So, yeah. and oh, oh, and Summer 2020, which we also we knew about this, but um, La Creperie in the France Pavilion. So the new the new restaurant too. So yeah, so there's a lot of fun things happening over there. Yeah. Uh, new, oh, new films in Canada and China as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in World Nature, uh, that's getting a new attraction for a Moana-themed water ride. Yes. yes. So um, World Celebration will be that Spaceship Earth. And another new pavilion is coming. I'm guessing that's where Interventions is now. That's going to be the festival center in okay. uh, World Celebration. Yeah. So it's going to okay. be a three-story uh, building that is going in. And that's going to be sort of like the festival center. And it's, I guess it's going to offer a view of the new – oh, that's the other new piece, the new uh, Nighttime Spectacular that is replacing um, – Epcot Forever, which is replacing <laughs> Illumination. So, yeah. yeah, Epcot Forever is the, the little bridge temporary show. And then the new one is called Harmony Us, capital U-S, Harmony Us. Yeah, we're, in case you're wondering why we're being a little circumspect about our opinions <laughs> on the new Epcot, it's because I've got Heather like on a pause because for our <laughs> Patreon listeners, uh, at the end of this, we're going to talk about what we really think about all these changes. Um, and for those of you who like a good Heather rant, <laughs> brace yourselves because it's yeah. coming. It's coming, and I'm not letting her do it yet. <laughs> yeah. well, we're saving it. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you say Heather though that they, they said there was going to be more figment? That is I the only, that. The oh, okay. only, only acceptable Epcot announcement. The end. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Pause on that. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. you'll, you'll get to hear it if you love a good Heather rant. www.patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to subscribe. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's it's epic. It went on for three days. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I think that was it. Right. So Spaceship Earth Festival Center uh, World Discovery has the new oh, the new Disney play section is going into World Discovery as well. Um, so if you guys, if anybody's been using the Disney play app, um, to interact with things around the theme parks in both Disneyland and Disney world, it's getting a whole center. That's like all Disney yeah. play. So, which by the way, we tried to use out at galaxy's yeah. edge and it didn't work. So yeah. congrats, Disney. Let's yeah. get the whole thing for <laughs> how that goes. That doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So let's hop over to Disneyland. Heather, there's a bunch of uh, Disneyland announcements, right? Yes. Um, really big ones, actually. So um, I think the first one had been announced just a tiny bit a few weeks ago, but Disneyland Park is getting a new parade. Uh, it's going to replace Soundsational, and it's called Magic Happens, um, and it looks really cute. It's debuting in spring 2020, so in typical Disney fashion, we have no start date but sometime early next year um and it goes um through disneyland park down main street and past the matterhorn and all of that um but it is celebrating the awe-inspiring moments of magic um, and the two new floats that are really being promoted the big deal of the parade um is moana and coco which i think is really cute because they uh you know they're not really in much at right now. Um, Coco especially is a big deal out here in Southern California because there's a lot of Mexican heritage out here. Um, but the float looks gorgeous. Um, it, it, if you've seen the movie and they have that marigold bridge between the 
other side and real life um that the float has that gorgeous marigold bridge Aww. and it's like the bright colors of the purple and the orange and you know celebrates dia de los muertos and it's gonna have miguel playing his guitar like it just it looks beautiful um and supposedly when miguel strums his guitar the the bridge of marigolds lights up so that's gonna oh, be that's really great. cool um and then moana is um on a it has a giant wave float with her her boat so she's out voyaging which looks really cool um and then there's going to be like different magic that the ocean holds that appears on the the wave of the float so like little things will appear here and there but my my favorite is the finale of the parade they have Sleeping Beauty as the very last float, and it has the three fairies, and then also, of course, Prince Philip and Aurora. <laughs> Flora and Meriwether are fighting over her dress. Make it pink, make Yay! it blue, make it pink, oh, make that it sounds blue. So and her dress is going to change in real time as it's going down the parade route. Oh, I love it. That's I'm fantastic. so excited. So excited <laughs> for it. I mean, Soundsational is a fun parade, but it's super old and it really needed to be refreshed. So this sounds like it's going to be a really good change coming. Sounds great. That's fantastic. And then <laughs> over at, um, oh shoot, I just closed the tab with all of my details, but <laughs> over at California Adventure. So that was at Disneyland Park, but over at California Adventure, we are getting the Avengers campus um so we already knew that they had closed down bugs land and eventually at some point they're going to be closing down um you know the hollywood backlot and they're going to be putting in all of the avengers things but it was announced at the expo that it is officially called um avengers campus so it's going to open sometime the first phase phase one is going to open sometime in 2020 no idea when, um, but we were there and we saw, you know, all the walls and everything being built. I'm guessing it's probably going to be more towards the end of next year because it didn't look very far along. Um, but it, the way they're describing it is that it's going to be multiple buildings and quote unquote addresses that you can go to. So in each sort of building, it's going to be a different component of the Avengers. So um, one of the first parts that is opening up it's going to be called web worldwide engineering brigade and that's where they're going to have disney's first ever ride through spider-man experience um and you basically get to test drive their latest invention which is the web slinger vehicle which allows you to sling webs just like spider-man um i don't i'm still so it. confused about spider-man <laughs> we don't have spider-man anymore the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and his rides at Universal, but now we're going to have a ride at California Adventure. And basically you get to feel what it's like to be Spider-Man. Um, and then they're going to have PIM Test Kitchen. So this is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and you're going to use PIM particles to grow and shrink pretty much anything. Um, but it is a counter service restaurant. So like, it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of like crazy food options, which might be fun if it if they can pull it off the way that they're describing it. Um, and then of course, just like there is now, but in way more themed land, or, or I guess backdrops, they're going to have meet and greets with Black Widow and Ant-Man, the Wasp, Doctor Strange, all of that. So you can basically meet all of your favorite Avengers. It sounds like they're bringing in more than they currently have. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then 
phase two of Avengers Campus, um, which they ha don't even have an opening date for. So this is definitely not coming next year. I'm guessing it's going to be where the Hollywood backlot currently is. Um, but it's going to be a huge e-ticket attraction um, where you basically you're boarding a Quinjet and flying alongside the Avengers to Wakanda and doing like a massive battle, like almost like it was in the, the, the last movie. So that sounds like it's going to be really cool. Um, but we'll probably find more about that in a couple of years once, you know, the first phase is open and then they start to focus on this. Maybe the next expo. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that all sounds very cool. And I guess we'll have to plan another trip back to Disneyland to get to experience it all when it opens. So. <laughs> All right. So oh, back over at Walt Disney World, the last piece of Walt Disney World news that we have is the new Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, tickets are now on sale. Don't ask me what it's called. They didn't announce the name. <laughs> <laughs> but it opens on uh, the official opening is on April 17th of 2020. Preview performances begin March 20th of 2020. And tickets are already on sale. So you can get them at Cirque du Soleil.com. Um, it is basically being described as a love letter to Disney animation. So as opposed to Lanuba, which was a completely non-Disney related storyline, this is going to be a real collaboration between Disney and Cirque du Soleil. So there will be Disney music and pieces of Disney animation. And um, it sounds pretty, I love it. I pretty love cool. I love Cirque du Soleil. So I'm stoked <laughs> about this one. Um and uh, the director has done a lot of Cirque stuff before. Um, so, you know, I think it will be a really, really great. Um, it's just a great thing. It's, the storyline is sort of the, the general storyline, as far as we know, is um, the main character is the daughter of a Disney animator. Um, and some of his creations kind of come to life and she gets to interact with them. So it, I love it already. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love it. I liked Lanuba, um, but I... I really like this since it's at Walt Disney World that they're going to have Disney theming yeah. with it too. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because Lanuba had no no Disney theming. It was just a unique to Disney show. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, and this is almost our favorite type of um, news, it's shopping news. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a new partnership between Target and the Disney store which is kind of cool. They're putting little Disney stores inside of select target locations. So if you don't have a Disney store near you, I guess this is fantastic news. I love me some Target, So I'm, you know, I do have a Disney store near me, but I'm happy to have more opportunities to purchase more <laughs> Disney stuff. So um, I don't know when these start opening and it's not every target from what I understand. I don't know. Did you guys see anything different on that? I didn't. And I mean, I, I didn't see any, anything about it. I hope we get one at our Target because I don't have a Disney store <laughs> near me. So, yeah. Um, and this so is going to make those um, those jokes about going to Target for one thing. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's the $200 <laughs> store because I cannot walk out spending less yeah. than $200. But this is happening soon. Um, the first ones open at 25 Targets uh, this October. So not sure where those uh, Targets are. But then... Um, by October 2020, 40 more will have opened. So it's 65 stores in total that this is is happening in, which is not really that many. So it's distinctly possible that it may not be a target near you. Um, but but 65, those chances are good. There's probably, you know, one in every state, I'm guessing. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right. 
that was it. It was the last piece of news. I think we covered it all. Now, did we cover every single announcement made at the D23 Expo? No. No, we didn't. No. Um, Because there are um, tons of amazing websites and podcasts that are going to be covering these things in detail. So the information is out there. Um, If you're curious about every single last thing, you can actually find every announcement that was made on the D23 website, as well as... um, the million and two other <laughs> websites that cover it all. Yeah. So the information is out there. Um, we just cover the stuff that we think is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our trip. We don't have a ton of time because we're already almost a half hour in, but you know. Oh, but they love us and want to hear us talk. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about the first thing we did, which was, Something that, uh, well, Sarah and I had not done. Heather had done it. But Heather picked us up at the airport, and we went to Griffith Park, which is, if you don't know, that's the place where Walt Disney sat with his daughters and watched them ride the carousel. And he thought, this is this is so much fun for them, but I want to enjoy it with them, so I'm going to create Disneyland. And he did. But... We rode the carousel. It was so much fun. It was a nice piece of Disney history that's not anywhere near any Disney park. So <laughs> it's a lot well, of fun. It Very is good. where Walt Disney lived in Southern California, and it's up yeah. maybe two miles from the Disney studio. Um, so that is at that point was where he was spending all of his time, and that's when he decided, oh, let's let's do a place where kids and parents can be together. And originally it was actually supposed to be on the Disney lot. And now it's down in Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. We had a private carousel ride, which was fantastic. (laughs) Not because we're special, just because there was nobody else there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, yeah, we are special. Yeah. But it was, it was a lot of fun and probably the fastest carousel I've ever been on. I mean, we were just whipping around. It was very fast. It was a lot of fun though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the music is loud. Huh? And it goes on forever, too. It's a long <laughs> ride. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun because it was just a little piece of Disney history I had never seen. And they, um, the actual park bench has been that Walt physically sat on um, has been removed. And I think it's displayed at great moments of Mr. Lincoln. There's, um, uh, I think there's three of them. They have one still at the carousel, one at great moments of Mr. Lincoln, and I think one at the... the um, the family museum in San Francisco. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I did see the one at the carousel, but it's behind you. It's not, you can't sit on it. It's, it's yeah. part of their display. It's behind a, a fence or whatever. Um, and then, but they do have sort of like a replacement, you know, there's another, there's another bench that you can sit on that has a little plaque, um, you know, uh, for Walt and his daughters, which I think is really, really cute. So yeah, yeah. very sweet. Um, also we flew in and out of Burbank, which Charlotte and I had never done before. Yeah. Um, highly recommend (laughs) highly recommend yes tiny little airport tiny little 1950s airport where no jetways you actually like climb stairs to get onto the tarmac (laughs) you know to and from your plane which is great but my favorite part about flying into and out of Burbank is they load and unload from both the front and the back of the plane which makes it so much faster (laughs) it's like stepping back in the 50s it is a tiny little airport I love it it's great all right. Who wants to talk about the hotel? Well, we stayed at the Grand Californian, um, which 
I love it. It's my favorite hotel there. Um, they, especially since it was recently redone a couple of years ago. So the rooms are just beautiful. They're bright, they're airy, and you, you're right at the park. You are at, on top of a theme park exit. So you can walk downstairs and within two minutes be in Disney California Adventure Park. So, I mean, it, you cannot beat it for convenience. It's just, it's so convenient for your day when you're tired and you just want to go back for a nap or a swim. You are right there. Yeah. Charlotte and I were saying that the Disneyland hotel usually is our favorite, but after a few days at the grand, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty close to a tie for me, if not even edging it out just a tiny, tiny bit, because yeah, that access, you just, you cannot beat that. <laughs> um, and we had such a great view from our room. So yeah. we had a um, downtown Disney view, but we were on the fifth floor and we were way down the end of downtown Disney so that we were overlooking Naples uh, Pizzeria restaurant. And we could see the Matterhorn and Space Mountain. And we had a fantastic view of the fireworks out of our balcony. So yeah. that was great. Now it was a mile and a half from the elevator, <laughs> but it was worth it. It was worth the long walk down the hallway. Yeah. But we had a, the secret stairs down. Um, oh, we yeah. couldn't take them. We could not take them back up because that door was locked, but to get to downtown Disney um, or to Disneyland from our room, we just walked down the stairs and took a right and we were right there. It was a perfect location for that. Yeah. 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 And the room was fantastic. Like Heather said, they're all, I love the new murals that they did over the bed. They're so cute with Chip and Dale and the orange tree and everything. That room felt really big to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was big. Um, especially compared to like wilderness, you know, I always, you always want to draw parallels, right? So comparing it to wilderness lodge at Walt Disney world, I feel like the, the rooms at wilderness lodge are so squishy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That room felt really big to me, which is yeah. great. Yeah, there's a ton of space in it. It's really comfortable. Um, the bathrooms are beautiful. They have the which we all were really excited about was the big light up mirror. So it's oh, yeah. bright. <laughs> you can actually do your makeup as opposed to like you said, the wilderness lodge or animal kingdom lodge where you can't see a thing. Like it was bright, but it wasn't fluorescent and harsh. It was just it's it's very comfortable resort. And then of course it's got these fantastic restaurants. Um, they just redid the pool area. So now there is like a bar and grill at the pool. So you can sit and have some cocktails or some food right there and overlook the beautiful pool area. And at night we found out that they bring in live music. So it was hopping every night. I mean, that place was packed. So it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Our room had no less than 150 USB plugs for <laughs> charging. Um, I, I mean, really, I think it had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think it had 10 or 12. No, no exaggeration. It had at least 10 and it could have been 12. I mean, everywhere there was, there was a plug, which was awesome. It was I really mean, helpful. The, we, the three of us, we each had at least three or four devices and not at any given time, did any single one of us have to go, can you unplug this so I can yeah. plug this in? We were able to charge everything, everything yep. all at once. Yeah. yeah Every sure. hotel room needs to get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, it really is amazing. I, I forget what hotel I was at recently and had been recently redone and they hadn't added enough USB ports. And I was like, people, get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> Especially you if you're making me do Disney Play and Disney Genie. Now I need stuff to charge my phone. Yeah. Oh, it was the cruise ship. It was the cruise ship that I was on a few weeks ago that had j literally just come out of dry dock and they had not added any USB ports. What? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. 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 
I mean, because now I have to, that's it. I have another device I have to charge, which is my battery pack. <laughs> right. So I have, you know, so that's another thing. So yeah, anyway. exactly. Yep. Exactly. But great location. But Heather, one of the things that you and I were talking about in the car ride to the airport yesterday too, that you sort of forget about until you go to leave when I've, you know, I've stayed off site, I've stayed on site. And the thing with Anaheim and Disneyland is you're, you're smack in the middle of, of Anaheim, right? You're in the middle of a city. It is so easy to forget that when you're staying on site at Disneyland. And we had talked in our last podcast about some of the differences between Disneyland and Disney World and planning and so on and so forth. But this one really hit home for me as we left Disney property. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, that's right. <laughs> We're in the middle of Anaheim. I think we made what we pulled out of the parking lot, made one turn onto Harbor Boulevard. And Sarah looks at me and goes, I forgot this was all here. Yeah. Because it's true. <laughs> You're in the Disney bubble. And so I, I think, I don't know how to stress that to people when they think, oh, well, it's so much cheaper to stay at a good neighbor hotel. It sure is. It's so much cheaper, but you're, you're in the Disney bubble when you stay at one of the Disney resorts, you're closer to the, the, the theme parks, but you also don't have to see the CVS or the, you know, the little diner down the street or the tons of traffic going and coming. You're just there. And I, I think that is such a value and that it that it's I wouldn't consider staying off site just because I love being able to get away from the real world. And I think that's what Walt wanted, too, which is why he got so fed up with Anaheim and looked to build a theme park in Florida and bought that massive amount of land so that when you're at Walt Disney World, you're there, you're on Disney, you forget all the problems of your life and that a real world exists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I literally had completely forgotten. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was faced with a, a diner or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't like, you know, in Disney World where you take the Magical Express home and you're driving for 10 minutes and then you, all of a sudden the purple signs go away and it's like you're in Orlando. We made maybe a quarter of a mile, two turns and there we were, yeah. you know, if you're yep. Tourism surrounds the Disney uh, property there. So if you're yeah. really looking for an escape and you want to forget everything and you want to feel like you're on vacation, that's why you stay at a Disney resort. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. All right. Should we get into Galaxy's Edge? We should. We should. Let's it was, talk about it. It was, it was very cool. I mean, the theming I can appreciate, but it was very much lost on me because I don't watch the Star Wars movies. So I don't know if it, it looks authentic or it looks this, but you know, it was, it was very industrial. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. I liked, I liked the look of it a lot and my only disappointment in it, and this isn't really a disappointment because it's coming later, but I felt like we need more attractions in there. And that is coming. We know that is coming. Um, but yeah, it was, we walked in, we got in the line for the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, and then we walked around a little bit more. And then the next day we went to Oga's Cantina. Uh, so we got to experience uh, two of the major things that are going on in Galaxy's Edge. I thought it was a really neat area, really pretty. I won't describe it as pretty. <laughs> I don't think they mean it to be pretty, um, but it's nice looking. You know. yeah. yeah. It is very intensely themed. Like yeah. it is the de the level of detail is really incredible. And I think if you are a Star Wars fan, your head's going to pop off. Like it's, 
mm-hmm. you know, there's so much to see and, you know, look, there's an X-Wing over there and look, there's Chewbacca over there and look, there's, you know, there's, there's so much to look at. I think it's, uh, I mean, again, we're not the target audience, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still very cool. Yeah. I mean, everything from the cast members name tags to the, I mean, cause they were, the, they were done in some different kind of font, even the, um, even the manager name tags, like the ones that weren't in a costume, they were just in their own clothes. They had the, the font, um, the, yeah, the trash cans <laughs> were themed funny. The bathrooms were really cool. Everything was over the top Star Wars. This is Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I found it to be a little lacking um, because when it came, when they announced Galaxy's Edge two years ago, um, they billed it as you really are on this different planet. You're not at Disneyland. You're not at Walt Disney World. You are on this planet and you're going to be able to interact with all of these people who live there and do this and do that. And there was none of that. Um, we saw two stormtroopers each time we went in, and I think we saw Chewie up on a stage once. But like, there were no inhabitants of this land, yeah. like it was supposed to be. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are not familiar with it, but what they were trying to do was kind of copy off Knott's Berry Farm out here. They do something every summer called Ghost Town Alive, where they take this one section of their park that's like an old. 1800s old west town and they hire all these actors that live there and basically their job all day is to interact with guests coming and going and there is a storyline that's kind of loosely threaded together but guests take part in it so you have to go deliver this letter over here you have to go tell this person he's wanted um you know he's under arrest or you have to go help this woman pick out the bows for her dress that she's going on a date with tonight and but but she doesn't get to go on the date because that guy winds up getting arrested and it's this whole like you could easily spend the entire day there interacting with the inhabitants of ghost town and that's what galaxy's edge was billed as and that's what they were supposedly going to try to do and there was none of that. And then even in Oga's Cantina, like where's Boba Fett coming in and storming through? None of that. Like you're basically just dumped into this land and I'm sure it looks very authentic. But as somebody who doesn't care about Star Wars, doesn't watch the movies, I think I've seen one. It meant nothing to me. You know what well, I mean? Like there, there was nothing to pull me into it and get excited about it. Yeah. Is is the new hotel... And the immersive experience going to do that then, you know, instead of the land itself, maybe the hotel when it's, when it's finished is going to pull that but all that's together. That's not in Disneyland. That's only in Disney yeah. world. Yeah. Um, you know? And so I, I think that, that what they had originally started out with is not the case of what they wound up with. And I think if you're a star Wars fan, you're really going to love it. But I think that they're banking on the idea of, well, people just really love star Wars. So they're going to be super excited to be here and that's it. But what happens when you've gone there four or five times, it kind of, it's just like, eh, okay. Yeah. I was definitely expecting more interaction in Oga's Cantina instead of just standing at a bar, ordering a drink. Mm-hmm. And, and watching Rex feed. And don't get me wrong, Rex is the DJ and he's really cute and we loved him on Star Wars. Yeah. But, you know, that's cute for five minutes. And now what? What happens right. next? Right. Yeah. And, I, and I was interested when we went in, they were like, okay, so it's a 45 minute limit. You know, you only have 45 minutes. And I, I remember thinking, 
Well, I, I think we left after not even a half hour. Like, what? Yeah. What would you do with forty-five minutes in here to stand yeah. around and? And the majority—it's standing room only. There's only a handful of booths, you know. So the majority of the time, you're just standing, standing there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that—that that was to me the most disappointing part of what we did, um, because the drinks were all pre-mixed. It was nothing okay. that. Um, there's nothing special about it per se. I mean, you're, you're literally cool not even watching a bartender make your drink. It's literally just pulling up, you know, yeah. tap or whatever. It's mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was cool in there. It was, and that was, that was fun. We also happened to be on the wrong side of Rex to see, <laughs> to see that we, cause it was around the bar. So they didn't put him in an area that everybody's going to see. We had to go look, which was, yeah. which was okay because it actually made it quieter in there so we could actually, we could have a conversation too. Um, so if you want to go in there and, and you're willing to wait to be on the side where Rex is, you should tell that to the hostess, even when you have a yeah. reservation and they were, they were only taking reservations. They were turning people away who did not have a reservation. Just, yeah. just so you know. And we yeah. should note that even with a reservation, you still have to wait in line. Yeah. So you're going to get to Olga's Cantina and you're going to see a line. You're going to think those are the people who are waiting to get without a reservation. Au contraire, my friend. Yeah. Those are the people with reservations um, that are waiting to get in. So we still did, even with a reservation, we still had to wait probably a good 20 plus minutes um, yeah. to get into Oga's. So. Right. Um, all right. Millennium Falcon. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Millennium Falcon. I mean, Falcon. it was the only thing to do there. But. <laughs> That's true. True. But I also got to fly it. So <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> Um, So the ride is super fun. And I don't want to spoil anything for people that are like really hardcore you know, fans, um, but there are three positions that you get assigned. You can be a pilot, you can be an engineer, or you can be a gunner. We wrote it twice. I got to be a pilot and an engineer. You guys got to be what? Gunners? Gunner. Gun Go ahead. Uh, gunner and engineer. I was a gunner both times. Um, and I will say I thought it was cute. I thought it was okay. I certainly wouldn't wait an hour for it. I actually prefer Star Tours. I think Star Tours is more fun. Um, but ha after having ridden it the second time where I had the same job, I was so bored the second time. Like, I'm just sitting there <laughs> pushing my button like, okay, all right, great. Because it's the same thing over and over. I guess if you get a, you had different jobs, so it might have been more exciting for you the second time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, definitely not. Pilot's the way to go. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think for people that are big Star Wars fans and you actually get to pilot this ship that you grew up seeing in these movies, like, I get that. Like, that's probably a huge thing. Um, <laughs> I was bored the second time. I was like, this is great. This is one of those things, like, where if there's a 15-minute wait, I'll walk on and I'll go see it. I certainly don't need to like go out of my way to go ride it again. Yeah. And again, I just want to say we are not the target audience. So if you are a Star Wars fan, don't at us. Like we know, we know, we get it. Like we get it. If And I kept saying like, if this were my husband and my son, their heads would have been exploding. Like they would have been so excited and so into it. And I really do think that they would have loved it. We are just not that into it. I and don't so, know. I feel like I, I don't like Star Wars, but I love Star Tours. That ride is fun i have fun every time i go especially since they've updated it and now you don't know what what's going to happen to you that this was not that for me i just yeah. i didn't yeah i enjoyed it um i think i would have liked it more as a pilot but i enjoyed it more as the gunner than as the engineer but the, again the second time we wrote it we did single rider line so 
if just so you know, if you're a single rider, number one, you miss the amazing um, Hondu uh, audio animatronic. He was he was really cool. I thought Seems, he was real for about was five fantastic. minutes. Like, he yeah. was really good. Yeah. So if you do single rider, you don't have to wait as long. So you, but you do miss that, and you very well will get an engineer because they're just handing out things. Now, Heather got Gunner the second time, but you know they're just handing you out the cards. Um, I think if you were in a party of two and you really wanted to be the pilots, you could say we want to wait till the next one, um, as long as you're not in single rider, and they would probably accommodate that. But we were all together, so we just you know, took what they, what they had. So that was fine yeah. too. And we didn't know what any of them meant. So like, you know, the first right. time you ride it, you don't know that pilot is the best way to go. So I just happened to be pilot that first time, you know? Um, yeah, I would, uh, yeah. Pilot's the best though. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you guys you were having a whole lot more fun because you got you more. And you definitely get a good view. You get the best too. view. Yeah, yeah, you get the best view, hundred percent. So that was my main problem. I don't care about the driving it per se because the ride's gonna go no matter what, and the ride's gonna go <laughs> whether or not I as the gunner shoot the things. Um, but I did miss having that not front seat because mm-hmm. yeah. it was like over your heads yeah. that, that I could still see. I could still see, and that was all right. But it, it would have been fun, to, I think, yeah. to be the pilot. Yeah, I think there's definitely a design flaw. Um, in the experience and that in that it, it is a massive difference between the person in the pilot seat and the person in the engineer seat in the experience. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, I get it. You're right. You're supposed to be in the cockpit. So that's, so that's how it's going to look if you were piloting the spaceship, but you don't really get a good view in the back. Yeah. It kind of, kind of sucks for the person in the back. So, uh, all right. So also, I killed more people than Charla. <laughs> <laughs> You are ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> and she beat Charlotte at Toy Story Midway Mania or whatever it's called. No, I Buzz is not Lightyear. Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz is Astro I, I told you I'm not so good at that one. I'm never riding it again. I've never beat anybody on this ride on either coast. <laughs> I beat both of them. The end, I'm done. <laughs> it was not hard to beat me. I said I was bad at it and I was not lying. I'm terrible <laughs> at it. So I, the fact that I won at all, this is great. <laughs> That's well, it. I will. I will take you on when we go to Walt Disney World. I can, that one I can do. Disneyland, I'm not so good at. <laughs> um, so other stuff we got to do, of course, you know, we spent lots of time um, in Disneyland and in Disney California Adventure. Um, you know, spent time at the pool and that was great. Um, uh, oh, Lamplight Lounge. That was new uh, for me anyway. Did you yeah. like it? I did like it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, we got to experience the brunch menu and not the usual lunch and dinner menu. So that was a little different than what we were anticipating. Um, but it was still real good. It was really good. It was such a great location. I love the Lamplight Lounge. It's one of my favorite places. And I, of all the times I've been there, I've never had a meal where I walked out going, oh, that was okay. Like every single time, I just really really good yeah mm-hmm. um oh and pixar I, pier was new for us too yeah oh yeah on the Incredicoaster. that was the first time on that i mean we had all written california screaming but the Incredicoaster was new to us yeah um i i will say 
we probably ate more on this trip than I have on just about any other trip. <laughs> um, we were all so hungry all the time, and we were like, "Oh!" And then as soon as we would leave, we'd say, "So, what's for what's for lunch? What's for dinner?" <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely that a never eating again feeling. And then twenty minutes later, we were planning our next. <laughs> <little shaky. laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we did. We had a great time. Um, what would you say are your top tips for somebody who's visiting Galaxy's Edge? Oh. Um, Go early in the morning. Yeah. Early in the morning. We, we, um, that's definitely a tip. We went, got there for extra magic hours, but Galaxy's Edge was not um, open for extra magic, the extra magic hour. So keep that in mind at least, or at least research if it is, because that, that could change at any point. Um, so at five till eight, we were standing in line with hordes of people waiting to get in. But from the time we stood in that line to the time we were off the ride was just about one hour. So it really wasn't that long of a wait. And that's the shortest wait you're going to get is at the, at the very first when it opens. So, yeah. Um, do the ride first, then look around. That's what I would Mm -hmm. probably say to do. You don't get distracted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, we were with a, um, there were several of us there, so like we could take turns and we were in line and then somebody would go to the restroom and, and come back. So we had enough time to do that, but go to the restroom before you, before you, <laughs> you don't have somebody with you to hold yeah. your spot. Yep. Yeah. Definitely make a reservation for Oga's Cantina. Um, you, you know, if you want to do that, um, we did not try the blue milk. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, we did, however, learn about the blue milk that it is not actually, it's not a dairy milk. It's actually a dairy free. It's yeah, it's vegan. It's actually like a rice milk. Um, so in case you're worried about like, geez, I don't know, it's going to be 90 degrees. I don't know if I really want milk. It's not actually milk. If that makes you feel any better. So yeah, there was a long line to try it though. Yeah. Yep. But mobile ordering. That's the, that's a huge tip. You can mobile order blue milk. There you go. All right. Well, we are out of time. <laughs> this has been a very long podcast. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more about our sort of unfiltered thoughts about some of the changes that are coming to Epcot, um, some of the news that came out at D23, if you want to hear Heather rant and rave a little bit, which is always fun. It's one of my favorite things on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to our Patreon extra. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is our subscription uh, program where you can support us at the two, five, or ten dollar a month level, and you get different perks for each level. Um, the podcast extra is something that we do every single week just for our Patreon listeners. Um, so check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Of course, check out our blog at DisneyParkPrincess.com and you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash DizParkPrincess, and Facebook, Facebook.com slash DizParkPrincess. And at Pinterest, it's Pinterest.com slash Disney Park Princess. Uh, next week, we have an exciting episode. AJ Wolf from the Disney Food Blog is going to be joining us. And she's going to be talking about all of the dining changes, all of the food at Galaxy's Edge, which we actually did not try. We did not eat at Galaxy's Edge at all. So we have no information on this. So AJ is going to be joining us for that. Heather's not going to be with us next week because she is off to Aulani. I know. You should feel very sorry for me. I have a rough life. I know there's, I'm going on there, vacation. There's a less than 0% chance that Sarah and I are just going to come. So 
I've yeah. invited more than zero percent. More than zero percent. More than zero percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. possible. Yeah. We're booking flights as we speak. Yeah. Um, so have a fantastic time, and uh, we will talk to you guys all next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye.